0: All right. good evening all so uh this week uh, I spent a lot of time trying to uh, figure out what exactly we were going to have a uh, class on. Uh there's many different Shilas which i was uh, which I was dealing with, but uh, I wasn't able to pinpoint um, all the answers which I wanted to feel uh, to feel comfortable to go ahead and give share on those uh, those topics since so I was searching around, so I came across um, some interesting things related to counting Sphira on the first night. So with all of our preparation for, not the first night of Pesach, but the first night's counting of Sphira, day one of Sphira. So some interesting things related to that. So since this is the last class that we're going to have um, till we're already into Sphira, Omer. So I figure, you know what? uh, We did Pesach last week. We could go ahead and we could do Sphira, Omer this time. And uh, I think we could get away with that. So hopefully we'll be able to get away with it. So as you'll see, there's two interesting things, which, uh, which are two interesting shilas, which come up. More is a little bit more lumdus, and the other is just a different uh, practices, which you find uh, the postim uh, address. And it's always fascinating to see how post can go ahead and try and um, justify practices which seemingly go against halacha. And what happens when you have these practices, which seemingly are in direct contradiction to what halacha would tell us, and how we're going to go ahead and manage that. Okay. So if you look in the, the, uh, the first source over here, so this is in Shulchan Aruch Siman So this is, if you read this, so you would say that really the shir should be over after this one sentence, because what's there to talk about? So what does that first sentence say? What does Shulchan Aruch say? Says, So the second night of Pesach, this is the second Seder night after Mariv, we begin to count Sphyras Omer. And we all know that to be true. And in the event that you forgot and you didn't count right away at the beginning of the night, so you could go ahead and, as long as it's still nighttime, certainly you could go ahead and you could, you could uh, count the remainder of the night. But really, the primary mitzvah is to go ahead and count at the beginning of the night. Okay, so that is, so that is point number one. Now, here, if you see, and the second source over here, so this is the Magin of right at the beginning of that Simmon. So he says, he quotes a fascinating question from the Kesef Mishnah. Kesef Mishnah is of Yosef Karo or the Shulchan Ars commentary to the Rambam. So he says, "Hiksha Kesef Mishnah per Gvab de he says, but well, I think it's just a fascinating question, and that is, How could you go ahead and say the bracha, al Saomer, on the second night of Pesach? And we're not afraid about this being disrespectful to Yontif, in the sense that if I'm counting it as the first night of Sfirah, that means it's not Yontif. Because first night of sphere in Eretz Yisrael is Cholamoid. So it's always after Yantif that you begin counting. So how can I go ahead and treat it on the one hand as Yantif, Because I'm having a second Seder in a couple minutes. And then on the other hand, I'm counting Sfirah omer as if Yontif is over, and now is Cholamoid, because it's really the first night Cholamoid that you begin to count Sfirah omer. It's a contradiction. And we know, the case of Mishnesh says, that we're sensitive to such inconsistencies. How do we know? Because the whole reason why on Shemini Saras we sit in the sukkah but we don't say the bracha is because of that exact inconsistency. That if you're saying it's Shemini Atzeres, so then you can't be sitting in the sukkah. And if you're sitting in the sukkah, then it can't be Shemini Atzeres, because there is no mitzvah of sukkah in Shemini Atzeres. So in order to avoid that direct contradiction or that inconsistency, we don't say that we sit in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeres, but we don't say the bracha. So here also in Chutzarts, seemingly to avoid that same inconsistency. We really should not be saying the bracha on Sefiris Omer on that first night, on, the, on the, uh, the second Seder night, because that means that it must not be Yontif. So that's the question that the Kesef of Mishnah poses. And he suggests two different answers. He says, He says, Over there, you have a much bigger problem. Because it, in Kiddish, if you look at the language of Kiddish, where we switch from Sukkis to Shemini Atzeres, so we identify in Kiddish the Yantif by the name Shemini Atzeres, So there we say explicitly "There's Shemini Atzeres, And then if after you say in Kiddish, identify the day Shemini Atzeres, Vimevarach ala and if you go ahead and you say right after that bracha, al-Mitzvah Sukkah, or leshe HaSukkah, I should say, so then, Sasri Adadi, so then, within two sentences, you contradicted yourself because you called the Shmini Atzeres and you called the Sukkot, and they can't overlap because there's it's either one yontif for the other one. Mashen Ken Kan, as opposed to over here where you're not calling the day. We count here somewhere on Pesach. And happens to be Pesach, whether it's day one of Pesach or it's day two of Pesach, it's still Pesach. So we're not saying anything explicitly in contradiction to, which is in contradiction with, with something which we said previously. And therefore, we could get away with it. That's answer number one. Inami, or else, he says, on the other hand, we could say that really, even those of us who are in Chutz Aritz, we know exactly when the calendar should be and when Rosh Chodesh was and when Yontif is. That's something which is known. <laughs> and therefore, really, in Chutz, even in Chutz Aritz, there's no reason to actually be sitting in the Sukkah because we know that it actually is Shmini and it's not sukkas. So, Lachain, <laughs> Ein Mevarchin. And therefore, since we actually know that it is Shminat and there's no suffolk, we have no uncertainty about that matter. So that's why we can't actually make the bracha of LeShev uh, Bo uh, because we know that's actually not Sokhas. Aval hacha, But over here, on Pesach, with Sfiras Homer, actually the opposite is taking place. Dimedina Tzarach Liskor Hayom, because really here, uh, we know for sure, because we know Kvi'a the Yarcha, we know the calendar, and we know tonight is the first night of the Omer, and therefore, and therefore we go ahead and make the Bracha, so by Sukkis, the, the the knowledge of the calendar tells us, don't make the Bracha, and on Pesach, the knowledge of the calendar tells us, you have to count with the Bracha on Svirah's Omer. So those are the two answers which the Muggen Avram quotes in the name of the Kesef Mishnah. Now, on the page of Shulchan Aruch in Hilchos Pesach, so you have a commentary which is called the Chok Yakov. That's uh, one of the uh, the commentators which appear over there. Primary commentator which you see very, uh, quoted very often uh, when studying Hilchos Pesach. So he also asks a sim of the same question. He mentions the the, the, the same question, and but um, he adds a little. A slight knitch to it, so I just want to read that inside so we get that. Uh, the knitch he says, He says that which we go ahead and we count with a bracha, even though we're treating it as yantif, we're about to make a second Seder again, so we're treating it as yantif, and we're not afraid that by counting sphera, thereby indicating that yantif is really over, that's going to treat people to. Um, uh, disregard or disparage or not take as seriously the halachas of Yontif on the second day because they say, oh, it's not really Yontif because we counted Sefiras Omer last night. And if we counted Sefiras Omer last night, how could it actually be Yontif? He says, because <laughs> He says, and that's the reason, like we mentioned, that we don't say the bracha on sukkah on Shmini at night. The Lomar, because that could lead us to say Shmini, Rakshvi, And we're afraid that somebody says, hey, if I just made a bracha on sukkah, it must be that it's not yet atzeres, it must still be Chalamoid. And they may treat that day of Yantif also with all sorts of leniencies, or so they're not going to take it seriously because they're going to say it must be Chalamoid, the the Because how else can I make the bracha and sukkah unless it's actually sukkahs? So the very recitation of the bracha points me in the direction, leads me to the belief that today must actually still be sukkis, and therefore it's not really Yantif and I could cut corners, whatever. Vim kein, hua huadin ka. So the same thing should the same concern should arise on Sfira that, on the second night of Pesach. Asiluzulzu We should be afraid that if we count sphere with a bracha that night, somebody will go ahead and say, eh, it's not really Yantif. If we're counting sphera, it must be Chalamoid. Kevin Shivavarchan al being that we go ahead and we're counting Yom Omer. And they're going to say consciously that this must not be suffix yom that it's possibly the first day. Why? Because we all know the psukim, that we begin counting spherus Omer after the first day of Pesach. So if we're counting, it must be that today it can't be yantif. So this is the, the way he poses the question. And he says, look at the Magad of Ram, and he quotes some other authorities who address it also. And then he says an interesting, uh, an interesting explanation, again, just a practical distinction between the two circumstances of Sfirah Saomer on the second night of, of, uh, of Pesach versus saying the Baruch Sukkah on the night of Shemini Atzerahs. And that is, we could perhaps suggest another distinction. And that is, If we are to make a bracha on sukkah on Shemini Atzeris night, so since everybody knows that the sukkah is a mitzvah which is done on sukkah, and sukkah is not mandated by the Torah on Shemini Atzeris, it must be that if I'm sitting in the sukkah and I'm saying a bracha on it, it must be that tonight is really still. Chalamoid. Otherwise, I can't be sitting in the sukkah, I can't be making bracha. So that's why over there we have a genuine fear that people are going to say it must be chalamoid. because why else would I make the bracha of unless it was sukkahs, as opposed to the night of the second Seder night even if a person were to go ahead and make the bracha on Omer, it's not going to lead anybody to that error and say, well, if I counted Seferis Omer, it must be that it's not Yantif, And if it's not Yantif, it must be that I'm allowed to go ahead and do Malacha, and that will be the zilzul, that will be the, uh, the disgrace or the disrespect to Yantif." Why do we not have to be concerned that somebody will misinterpret the bracha on Omer as proof that tonight must be Chalamoid and I don't have to keep the halachas of Yantif? He says a very practical thing. He says, Because <laughs> you never made Havdalah. Everybody knows that you can't do until you go ahead and say Havdalah. So even if I'm counting Sphirah, which should be taking place during what is Chalamoid, everybody knows that if I didn't say Havdalah yet, the can't, Yantif can't possibly be over. So the very fact that we're not saying Havdalah in between that first day and the, uh, the second day, so then, is a Rishon Kaim, so then, it must be that it really still is yantiv because I didn't make avdala. And we're not afraid that somebody will say, "Hey, if I just count this sferas it must be that yantiv is over." And if yantiv is over, it must be that I should go ahead and say avdala, and then they'll say avdala on their own. We're not afraid that anybody's going to go ahead and say avdala on their own. And therefore, he says that's why we don't really have the same concern if we were to count when we count Sferis Omer, the, first, uh, that the, the, the the second Seder night, that it's going to lead somebody to go ahead and do Malacha. Now, I was expecting all of you to jump up and down, and you probably are. You're just doing it uh, on your seats. And that is what's interesting is the configuration this year where we go Shabbos and then into Yantif. We go Shabbos into Sunday. So actually at Kiddush, we know Motsi Shabbos, we do that famous Yaknahaz Kiddush, so here, we actually are saying a Havdalah when we're sitting at the uh, at the Seder, which could very well lead a person to then say, hey, wait a minute. I already counted Tzvira Sohomer, which is indicative of the fact that it's Chalmoyd. And then when we sat down to have a meal, I said a form of avdala. So now that I have these two proofs, I have Shnei Adim, I have two witnesses telling me that this must be Chalmoid and it's not Yantif anymore, it must be that I could go ahead and do Malacha. So Obviously, you see, this is the end of the quote of the Chok Yaakov, but it would be interesting for to uh, to consider how exactly he would respond to that. It may very well be that his response to that would be that since you're not making just Havdalah, you're doing Havdalah with Yaknahaz, with Kiddush uh, as part of that as well. So then that proves that that will uh, uh, alert everybody to the fact that it must not really be a chalamoid. But it is interesting that his whole proof is the fact that we don't say uh, Havdalah. And in this particular year, when the first day of Pesach, and Shabbos, we actually do say a Havdalah that uh, the night that we're going to be counting the first year of Saoma. Okay. Be that it is May. Then he says, then in source number four over here, so we have um, the Birke Yosef. Birke Yosef is written by the Gon Chida, and this is his, uh, one of his commentaries that he wrote on, uh, on Shulchan Arach. And again, it's always uh, sort of unfair when they go ahead and do this, but the previous source was the Chok Yaakov, and then the Birka Yosef quotes the Chok Yosef. So it's a Chok and it's a Yud. It's a, the, almost the exact same name. I almost didn't do this because when I saw it there, I said, oh, this is just a Chok Yaakov and I, I, I almost moved on. And I said, you know what? Let me just make sure that I read it. And I said, oh, wait a minute. This isn't Chok Yaakov. This is the Chok Yosef. So what does he say? He says, um, Veli Nira. He says that it appears to me I'm not sure who the Chok Yosef is, but uh, the God is quoting him, so that's, uh, that's good enough for me. He says, Being that we are experts in the calendar, and the observance of the second day of Pesach is only dura So therefore, So we don't have to make it and say, you know what? Don't count Siyar with a bracha." Because we're afraid if you do, it may lead somebody to go ahead and not treat Yontif properly, because even in the worst case scenario, if they were to do so, all they're doing is violating a Durbanan. So being that they're only violating a Durbanan, Even if they were to disparage it, Even if they were to disparage it, so he says that even in the worst case scenario, for us to say that they would it dis, that they would lead to disparaging yontif, but the alternative is to say, you know what, we're afraid that you're not going to treat yontif properly. Therefore, we're going to make exera not to count sphere with a bracha, so that you should keep the second day of yontif, which is a darbanan. So since the second day of yontif is a darbanan. And now you're going to make a gzera, not to count sphere's over, because we're afraid that that will lead to mistreatment of a Durbanan. That's similar to the rule that Chazal aren't allowed to overlap one gzera on another, one decree on another. And therefore, that's something which is beyond Chazal's grasp to go ahead and decree against. But this is in contrast to Shemini Yatzeres. The Shemini because Shmini Yatzeres is actually a Yantiv Daraisa. That's a biblical obligation to observe that day as the other. We're not talking about Simchas Torah. We're talking about day 8, which is certainly a Daraisa. So there, where we're dealing with the Daraisa, Then we're afraid that if you were to make the Bracha An they would tell somebody, you know what, it must be Chalamoit. must still be chalamoi, because we're still making the Bracha An And therefore, it's not Yantiv and then they'll be mistreating a Daraisa Yantif. And mistreating a Daraisa Yantif is much more severe than potentially mistreating a Durabana Yantif. The yavar al-Isadaraisa, that would constitute a a, a violation of the Isadaraisa. And he says that's going to be the fundamental distinction. The Chok Yosef says that's the distinction between why it is that on Sukkis, or shminat Tzeris, we're not going to say the bracha to not create confusion, but saying the bracha and sphira on the second night of Pesach, we're not afraid that's going to create the confusion because one is, de- one is dealing with the daraisa, the other is dealing with eight derabam. And now he says, that brings a proof to something also. I'm not sure how many of you have thought about this. I imagine everybody has, but the, he says, oh, jumped around. he says, he says, he says, a clear proof to this is based on what Rezrachia Levi, the Balamor, writes, on the question, Hatam sofrim So every, those of us who are in Chutzler, so every time when Yontif comes along, we always observe an extra day, because maybe today is Yontif, maybe tomorrow is Yontif. So you have to keep two days because maybe, uh, maybe uh, we're not certain, uh, as if we're not certain which day is Yontif. So if we have this uncertainty about the calendar, why when it comes to spheres Omer, on the first night do we count day one? And then on night two, we should say today is night two or today is night one. And we should count Misafek every night afterwards. We should count two days, either depending on which day was actually on, day one of Pesach or day two, or I should say day two of Pesach or day three of Pesach, depending on which one is actually day two. And we should keep a dual count always one off, one ahead of the other. So why don't we go ahead and do so? Every other yontif we go home, if we can have a three-day yontif because we're uncertain about things, why can't we do this dual count and say today is either day four or it's day three? Today is either day 43 or it's day 42 and just go all the way through sphere Omer. So the Baal Amor says the reason why we don't do that is Because if you have this dual count, you'll get to the night of Shavuos And the night of Shavuos, really, we count day 49 the night before Shavuos. But if you're doing this dual count, you'll get to the night of Shavuos, and you'll be counting that night as day 49. So if this, I'm going to count that night as day 49, it can't be yantif. Because yantif is until after Sphere is already completed. So he says, because the second count, Mosheches Ad Yom Tov Echad will go all the way into the first night of Shavuos and that will lead people to not treat the first day of shvuas with the proper respect. They may violate it, thinking that, well, if I counted Sfira last night, it can't be that today is yontif. And therefore, the concern is that will lead to something going wrong with the observance of Yontes Yantif. So what do we see? Hared the chash, So he says, you see that his concern is, the Balmor's concern was that that double count, that dual count, could lead to somebody mistreating a Daraisa Yontif, and our red flags go off and alarms go off when there's a potential that doing something could lead to a mistreatment of a Yontif Daraisa. And therefore, that's when we're going to go ahead and avoid those practices which could lead to that. But on Sfirah omer the second night of Pesach, so even, if, even in the worst case scenario, if a person were to misinterpret that and say, well, if we're counting Sfirah, it must be that it's not actually Yontif, So, low big deal, as we say, because it's only Durbanan anyways, and we're not going to be overly concerned about that potential violation of the Durbanan. Okay, so that is part one. So here we have this question of the Kesef Mishnah that they trace back to the Kesev Mishnah. Why do we count Siras Omer the first night of uh, the, the second Seder night? Why aren't we afraid that that's going to lead to a mistreatment of Yontif? And we saw two answers from the uh, from Kesev Mishnah. We saw an answer from the Chok Yosef and then the Birka Yosef brought it down from the, uh, sorry, the Chok Yaakov. And then the Birka Yosef brought down another answer, a fourth answer from the Chok Yosef. Okay, so that takes care of issue number one, about the way we count Sphira on the first, uh, the first night of Sphira, second night of Pesach, why it is that we're allowed to go ahead and make the Brach. Now the second thing goes back to, well, that's just uh, a peek back at Shochan Aruch. So he said, Shochan said very clearly that achar Balail sheni achar tefilas arvis, on the second night, after Marv, for her Omer, we begin to count Sefirah as Omer. So if I were to ask you, what time of day, when, on the second night of Pesach, do we go ahead and count Siris Omer, your answer would be right after Marv, which is what I imagine everybody's experience here is, is that in Shul, the second night of Pesach, so we go ahead and we, uh, we, uh, we count Siris Omer. Says Berke Yosef, so this is also in that same simon over here, but it's the next, OS. Oh, this is Os Hay, should have highlighted that, sorry. So he says, he says, So the Birka Yosef says, I saw a people who are meticulous in their mitzvah observance, that on the second night of Pesach, after first they go ahead and they do the Seder, and only after they get all the way to the end of Yodeya, they sang all of their songs. Then, they wait to count Sphir until after the Seder is already com- fully complete. And sometimes you find the Haggadah, there's in some prints of the Haggadah, you'll actually find Sphir all the way at the end of the Haggadah in accordance with this minog, which the Birka Yosef brings down, which he associates with Midaktakim. He's not saying that these are people who made this up. These are people who are very meticulous in their mitzvah observance. And yet they have the practice of not counting sphere until after you go ahead and you complete the entire Seder. And he says, Vinosim, and he sort of hints to it, he says, Vinosim Tam al Derech And they give a reason which is based on Derch Emis. That phrase derch emes means Kabbalah. So they give a Kabbalistic reason as to why they are going ahead and they are counting after the Seder rather than after Marv. And here the Berke Yosef doesn't bother uh, disclosing to us what exactly that Kabbalistic reason is. He just says they have a Kabbalistic reason why they do so. Then, but then the Berke Yosef says, Venir in and he says, you know what? Their rationale is very solid based on their thinking and their perspective. So it makes a lot of sense what they're doing but says the Berakho Yosef, what are we supposed to do? To the because halakhically, you're not allowed to eat since there's a mitzvah that you have to perform, mitzvah called spherosomer Omer, so there's an iser to go ahead and eat before you go ahead and you perform that mitzvah. So, you're since being that you're not allowed to eat until you perform the mitzvah, so that's why you have to do spherosomer Omer and then have the seder. He says on top of which By the time you get to the end of the Seder, it may very well be that you'll forget to count Sferis Omer. It's not as if you're in the habit already of counting Sferis Omer because this is the first night. So we're afraid that after after a second Seder, maybe it's even after, no, here, after a second Seder, so everybody's tired, everybody's exhausted, everybody wants to go to sleep, four cups of wine, all that matzah. And therefore, people would likely forget, and we can't rely on people to remember afterwards. And therefore, uh, we, we hold off until, until uh, uh, therefore, we do it specifically after Marav, before the Seder. but we have over here is what we're introduced now from the Birke Yosef to this idea, from the Gonchida of this idea, that there are some people based on Kabbalistic sources and reasoning who say that really the first night you should count Sfira after the Seder rather than immediately after Marav. Now our practice obviously is to do it right after mar that's uh, that's what we do but what exactly is going on over here and as you, as you're going to see the postkim here have a uh, different postkim have fascinating ways of addressing these uh, these two different ideas of to do it immediately or to do it sometime later so what i have over here in source 6 you see it's a lot from a, a single sefer but this is a sefer which is called Minna Yisrael Torah. And the Minogi Torah was a Hasidic Shayid. I think sadly he died uh, relatively young, his 40s or 50s. But what he did was he was writing a commentary on Shochan Arch, and he had done Orchayim, parts of Yorudea, parts of Ebenezer. But he was writing um, uh, uh, a commentary on Shochan Arch where he incorporates predominantly the Hasidic Sfarim, Hasidic Seposchim, and Hasidic thought. As to how they manage things and how they, they explain minhagim, which they have, and introducing minhagim, which they have, and all sorts of interesting things about halacha. So it becomes like a primary source for Hasidic perspective on halacha. So whenever I have conversations with my nephews and whatnot, and then Manzi, the Hasidic nephews, about what they do, so I will consult with the, this uh, the sefer, the Minagis Sarel Torah, to get uh, you know to get a little bit of a background. So he starts off by saying. First, he begins with where, where the halachists would, uh, the perspective that they would have. So he says, So he says, That's the So he warns about this in his tshuva sefer number one, and then, and the second one is, uh, the, uh, in his commentary to Arachayim, called the Moraxiyah, to correct the spelling, he says, takeif arvis. So he advocated, Yaakov Emden advocated very strongly, that the counting of Sphira is take arvis should be immediately after Marv. Because when the opportunity to perform a mitzvah arises, we don't delay. We actually learn that from matzah. But when the opportunity to do a mitzvah comes up, so we don't delay. And he says, He says, and specifically, of all mitzvahs, which we're going to do during the nighttime, which you want to do as quickly as you can, but there's a specific reason why the mitzvah of Surya HaOmer is going to be done, davka, specifically at the very beginning of the night, the earliest possible moment. Why? Dibainan tamimos, because we know that you're supposed to count 49 full days. So the only way you're going to count 49 full days is if you got all the way at the beginning of day one, so then you're going to get a, 40, a full 49 days. But if you count somewhere around three in the morning on the first night, so then you got 48 plus, but you can't say they have 49 full days because you just missed out on five, six, seven hours of the, of the night. So that's one reason why he says that you should want to count specifically at the beginning of the night. And then furthermore, like the Birkei Yosef says, that whenever there's a mitzvah to do, so when Chazal want to make sure that we do a mitzvah and don't forget, so they always hold hostage food. So whenever mitzvahs come along that you need to do at night, so you're not allowed to eat until you do the mitzvahs. By Hanukkah, you find that to be true. By Miguel Esso, you find that to be true. By Shofar Rosh Hashanah morning, you're not allowed to eat until you do that. By Lulav and Esso, anytime there's a mitzvah to do, to make sure that we're going to do it, we hold hostage. to so and say you're not allowed to touch the food until you go ahead and you do the mitzvah. So the same thing is true over here, that you're not allowed to, uh, to do uh, to do the mitzvah until you go ahead and you, uh, um, uh, you're not allowed to eat until you do the mitzvah. Rabbi Shaffel, how, yeah. how, excuse me, but uh, he, did he just get rid of? He got it to Levincha. I mean, he got it to Levincha. According to Ravin and uh, the only way you could do it properly is actually in in the um, in the context of the meal, because you have to point out these objects. Bab where is that? So, so, so. Uh, I mean, obviously, Rabbi Yaakov Emden knew a lot more than, than I will ever know. Uh, but, I mean, how, how could he just just say, well, we have to do this mitzvah before we do the other one? Why is it, why is it that that mitzvah has has precedence over Vigadotelabincha? Excellent, excellent. Outstanding question. So I, I don't have a, a, a certain answer, but I will speculate. Uh, an an answer for you. And that is, is that if the mitzvah involves the eating itself, right? Like that is in the midst of eating when you're doing so. So then the mitzvah is designed to be around the meal. So when the mitzvah has nothing at all to do with the meal, then we're afraid if you have the meal, and then trying to remember afterwards to do the mitzvah, so then you may, uh, you may forget. But over here, where it's an unusual food, everything uh, that you're doing, uh, you never have the Korban pasach, you're never eating matzah, you're never eating mar, and all these things which are going on. So as you're eating, the, the menu itself is the reminder of the mitzvah. But I like your question much better than, uh, than my answer. But this is what he says. So this is what Yaakov Endin says. And then he says, So this is important because he now quotes the Marash Sharabi, one of the great Sephardi Kabbalists, who also says, who also says that according to Kabbalah, you should count specifically after Marv and not after the Seder. So now we have a contradiction between Kabbalists. Whether or not the ideal time for counting sphere is, the, is after Marv, or it's, it's going to be after, uh, uh, after the Seder. If you could just hold on one second, I'm so sorry. Oh, not Zoom share. Sorry, hold on. If I'm where it's recording. Oh, okay, I think they stopped. Um Okay, so now he says, Aval. Haramami Pano Kasav. Now the Ramami Pano, who's also Menachem Azaria, that's the Mem Ayan, of Pano, also a great Kabbalist, Kasav de Eim Nispor ad Akhrag Markola Seder Kulam. He also writes that you should not count through the first night until you finish the Seder, until after the Seder is done. Why? Now he gives a little bit, and this is the way Kabbalists speak. They give a little bit, and they expect that you just understand the code which they're writing over there. But he says the who klolus because the seder is klolus is going to be the general, mochin is the consciousness. So I think we've talked about this before over the years from the Slonimer that the, during the Seder, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu opens up in a sense the Shamayim and lots of Shekhinah comes down the same way in Mitzrayim that it was, uh, uh, was Aniv lo Malach, Aniv lo Sarf, Ani who, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, it was me myself. So there was a great Gilui Shechina, a great revelation at that time of the first night. So that's the Klalas HaMokhin which starts out. V'achakach Hu Histalkus HaMokhin and afterwards, and when the Seder's over, so then that great revelation goes away. And then what happens afterwards, and this is what the Sloaner explains is the purpose of Sri Omer, Umascha Lichnos Ma'atmat. And what we do in this, what we do over the course of Sri Omer, the 49 days, is we try and rebuild the revelation of light which came into the world on the Seder night. And we spend 49 days trying to rebuild that. So that by the time we end Sphere of we go into Shavuos, we're in the exact same place that we were on the Seder night. Just that the Seder night, it was all done by God. And by the time Shavuos comes around, we will have replicated that through our own efforts and our own accomplishments. What's going on over here is that there's this revelation. And then there is the, the, the contraction of that. And therefore, he says that being that the, the night begins with this revelation in Sphira is all about rebuilding. So he says a very, a very, uh, you know, a, fun, a, a very uh, straightforward question. So how could you start rebuilding before you've gotten to the Seder? There's nothing to rebuild. You don't have the plans yet. You don't have the revelation yet that you're trying to figure out what you're going to rebuild if you haven't experienced it yet. So if the whole point of the sphere is that rebuilding that revelation, you can't count, you can't start that until you've already had the revelation, which means post-Seder. So therefore he says, Kabbalistically, it can't work beforehand. And then he says, not only that, but there are authorities who say that it's so important to count after spherus homer that they say Demisha Sofer achar Mariv. that if somebody does, if somebody finds themselves in a shul, which counts fear right after Marav, Tov Gam you should count again without a bracha after the Seder it's going to be that second one you should do after the Seder, which is actually step one of the 49 steps, which you're going to take over the next 49 nights. So even if you actually did the mitzvah technically, by counting right after Marv, which is what Shulchan Aruch says to do, but nonetheless, it's worthwhile, some sfarim say that you should go ahead and you should do it again. Now get a load of this next paragraph. He says, mm-hmm. bit should say Bezibur, sorry, um, I've never heard of this before, but he says that in many places, they had the custom that they would clap after they would send everybody home for Mar. They would say, Shachar Ishmael is at 9 o'clock. They would say, Sfiras Saomer so is going to be 2.30 in the morning. And everybody who had, everybody who was in Shul and went home for the Seder, they would gather together. That's Lihis Asif, Achara Seder. They would gather together after the Seder bitsibur uh, with Betzibur lispah barovam to go ahead and count collectively uh, with everybody there. The iron betshuvas marsha. Okay, he says. Sorry. Somebody just called who never calls. Uh, in the Marshag, who's a recent Chuva, a, a student of the Maram shik, who is a student of the Chassam Sofer. So he says that this is appropriate practice. He says, one of the concerns that we had was the fact that if you wait to counsel after the Seder, maybe you'll forget. So he says that if the whole tzibur is going to gather together and count as a tzibur, so we're not afraid that seabor is going to forget. So this, this circumvents that issue, that concern, that holding off until after the Seder, to will lead to forgetting. He says that we don't have to be concerned about that. And the truth is that alleviates, in many instances, that alleviates the eating before the mitzvah also. Because the whole reason we said we hold dinner hostage until you do the mitzvah is because we're afraid that you're going to forget. But in the event that there's some some system in place which is a permanent reminder that you need to do the mitzvah, like regular sphere Somer, if you daven every night at 9.30, so you can get home at 7, eat dinner, and we're not afraid that if you eat dinner, you're going to forget to count sphere Somer, because we know that at 9.30 you're going to Shul, and when you go to Shul at 9.30, you're going to say sphere Somer then, so that circumvents the problem because you have something which is kavua, something which is sort of fixed, which you're going to do. Okay, then he says... He brings one more source. He says, So he says, this sefer called Mishaz Yaakov brings down a second, another reason why it would actually make sense. Now this is how he's going to try and approach it. I'm I'm sure he's a uh, Hasidic author, but he's going to use a halachic rationale as to why you would want to go ahead and count after the Seder rather than immediately after Marv. Even though, despite what it says in Shochanach, what's that? Although it's true that every other night you would go ahead and you want to count at the beginning of the night, on the first night of Sphira specifically, there's a rationale to count later in the night rather than first thing in the night. Why? Because of the Gemara Menachos, which talks about the bringing of the Korban Omer. So it says, it says, dafka daika So remember, in the Beis what would happen is that the first day of Pesach would end. That night, the Beis would send out people to go harvest the grain, harvest the barley. They would spend the whole night manufacturing the barley to get it ready for the Korban. And then they would bring the Korban the next day on Tezayin Nisa. But the Gemara there says that the counting of the Omer didn't take place until after they harvested the barley. So what does that tell us? So that means in the Beis Amitash itself, everybody knew you can't count sphere right away because you can't count sphere till after they harvested the barley. So as soon as they made Havdalah after the first night of Yontef, so then they sent the messengers out, and that may take an hour, two hours, three hours, who knows how long that takes, but as long as those harvesters are out there harvesting and driving back with the barley to the base meat mikdash, they weren't able to count sphere yet, because you can't count until after the stuff has been harvested. The micodum, because before that, you're not allowed to count. Because if you're not with those people who are doing the harvesting, how do you know they did the harvesting already? Maybe they stopped off at a rest stop, they got themselves a couple of cokes or a couple of beers, they decided to uh, you know shoot some pool and uh, you know uh, bowl a couple of games or something like that. Or it's a Wednesday night stew. so they were uh, they were bowling or whatever Tuesday night. Because really they had the entire night to do the harvesting, so they were in no rush. So they could go ahead and they could uh, they could go slowly. Maybe they went ahead and they delayed getting around to the actual harvesting. Being that that's the case, they can't count until they harvested. And we have no idea when they're going to get around to actually doing the harvesting. We know they're going to do it that night, but the night is young. So the first time that they would count Sfira that night in the of mikdash was only when the harvesters returned with the grain. So when they actually returned with the grain, then we knew that the stuff was harvested. Ha'inu, l'achar <laughs> b'azar, which is after they returned into the Azar. in zeichal mikdash, And therefore we can say, just like in the of mikdash itself, the first night, they never counted first thing at night, right after Havdala, during Marv. But they had to wait a couple of hours for the harvesters to return. So nowadays, when we do Sphira Sober, Zechel Mikdash is a commemoration of what happened in the Beis HaMikdash. In the Beis Hamidosh they counted late. So it makes sense for us also to count late on that on, on that first night. And this answer would probably say... That although Shochanach in that first source identifies B'lil Shani, Achad's Fios Arvis, Matrin Lispor Omer, you'll probably say that Lil Shani is really Lab Davka. What it means is all the rest of the nights, so you daven right after Marv. But this first night, there's a specific reason, Zechel Amikdash to go ahead and wait until later to go ahead and count. And therefore, that's what, uh, that's how he goes at and suggests a rationalization for this, uh, for the, that practice of those who have the Minog, to count Sphira's Omer specifically after the Seder, rather than right after Marv. So that was an issue number two about the uh, sphere that, uh, that first night. And uh, that's, uh, that's what we got. All righty, everybody. Yeah, thank you, Rabbi. All right. So I will